Welcome back to episode 106 of the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer. We return from another successful San Diego Comic-Con with our biggest and most exciting panel there yet. So with no further ado, here's the panel. So, 
And here's some more images of them. We've got Spider-Man, we've got the Hawkeye featuring Kate Bishop specifically. Captain Marvel's getting bigger and better. Um, we've got Thor as a woman, Jane Foster Thor, and the all-new Wong. So make sure you guys check out Marvel now. Starting this fall, we have so much great content lined up for you. It's such an amazing time. Um, and you guys should definitely check it out soon. So I'm really excited to announce that we are doing more cosplay covers this year. We had a successful uh, variant program last year. We had 21 covers, uh, yourself, of course. But a lot of amazing cosplayers in this year. Um, I'm showing you the first look at four of them. This is uh, Dazzler for A Force. And then we also have Nico Runner. Smartest person in the Marvel Universe. How awesome is that? And she's only nine, nine years old. So I, I feel really bad about myself, actually. Totally not about Really, really incredible, incredible series. You guys should definitely be reading Moon Girl. And it's a great series to, 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 to share with your kids, your, your siblings. I know who's never really read comics you want to get them in. This is a great answer. Plus, one of our fellow women of Marvel has is writing this amazing book that's coming out right now. Lorraine, you want to talk a little bit about your book? Yes, it's called Marvel. Absolutely. Everything you need to know. And the title really says it all. <laughs> Everything. Okay? Right there. You can order it now, and it comes out on August 2nd. Yeah. And we have some posters here for you guys. So, people who ask questions later, we have some free stuff you guys. And then... Yeah! Uh, in the series, but 
know, as we go into Civil War II, sometimes part of growing up is finding out that your idols have feet of clay, and you don't always agree, and finding out what your opinion is, forging your own path. And so that's really been at the center of Civil War II for Ms. Marvel, trying to figure out where she fits in this conflict between two people that she loves and admires, Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel, and um, Tony Stark as Iron Man. Um, it's, it's been really poignant. We've been doing some flashbacks in which you get to see some of her history, her family history, why this particular conflict resonates so much with her. And coming out of this, uh, in fact, next week, and the issue coming out next week, there are a couple of really big twists that are going to change uh, really her world in, in Jersey City and uh, what she's going to do and think going forward. So very exciting, and I uh, can't wait to see what we're doing next. I guess I should and you'll find, and you'll find out uh, the mysterious, mysterious origin of her bangles, her gold bangles, and how yes. that seems to be. That's one of the big questions we get about her costume. It's like, okay, we never actually had her costume, but what about that utility bracelet that she wears? And so we're actually devoting like upwards of 20 pages to, to showing the origin of this thing because it actually has a big backstory. And um, yeah, so it, it's going to be uh, an even bigger year for Kamala, and um, and a, a lot of really interesting things are going to coming out of Civil War II. Also, Margie has a new book coming out. So, I mean, obviously, back when Oprah ever read was amazing, you know, really just opening up the door to the wide world from Marvel so that maybe new readers to the Marvel Universe can be introduced to the characters. And, and it's amazing to have um, that back. I mean, can you tease anything about Number two. Yeah, that's actually the cover reveal, guys. This is the first look at the cover of Black Widow Red Vengeance. So we'll someone tweet that for me so that people can look at it and say, Marky made me tweet this, sorry. <laughs> but um, there you see our legacy character and our um, origin character. So there's Red Widow, um, Ava Orlova, and Black Widow, who I think you know. And it's been an honor and a privilege. If you guys know me, you know this was like the job of my life. And uh, I just got the other job of my life. Yes, you're right. I'm Captain Marvel now. Yeah, so um, it's time, ladies. This is like a power year for the women of Marvel. And I was pretty excited. Yeah, and on that note, we're actually really excited because we're going to be doing uh, another book tour this year. The Women of Marvel is going to be joining Margaret um, on her tour um, later this, uh, this fall in October. It's, it's uh, starting right after the end of New York Comic Con, the Monday after. We're going to be in New York City at Books of Wonder, and then uh, throughout the country, ending uh, in, in, uh, in California again. So if you guys are, are local or traveling, make sure you tune in. These are great events. Um, we do signings, we do Q&A, we do a costume contest. Um, myself will be on there, and I, I know we've got a, a great group of guys. Uh, Question today. Free copy of Black Widow Red Vengeance. I haven't I haven't used this first time I'm judging it, so it's very hard yeah. Thank you for that one. Thank you. Thank you. Sort of film and TV um, panels that were able to join us, sort of open up 
Women of Marvel, not just for, for females in comics, but also in film and TV. And so, obviously, we were able to open the door to a couple more ladies. Uh, but um, Anne is obviously been working incredibly hard. You can sort of see the major um, May costume. We, and it just started uh, production. And can you tease a little?
field. Like we talk so much about transformation, specifically when a civilian becomes a hero, or whatever sort of powerful skills that the, the characters have. What is it, do you guys, when you put on your, whatever costumes you're wearing for the show, is there a transformative process for you guys? Like, is it, how, did, how does that feel? Like, what zone do you get into? Yeah, I feel like for, I mean, you know, Quake, it's hard to put on the Quake costume and not kind of feel super badass. Um, and I, I really never feel like badass ever because I, I'm really clumsy. Um, but, um, yeah, there's something really, it's really empowering. But, you know, it's funny because a lot, we have, you know, we have a lot of really great directors, but sometimes, you know, I, you know, no offense men, but sometimes they just don't get it. And a lot of the times, um, direction that's given to us, or um, I've had, you know, certain people say, okay, well, you know, we just want it to be a little, a little less emotional, and you just want to be a little bit more badass, and more, you know, basically describing more male characteristics. And my favorite part about playing um, Daisy is that her, I think she's so badass because she's able to feel so much and she's so empathetic and she, um, she cares for people so much and she's maternal in a way, in her own weird way now. Um, and you know, this season she's going more rogue and she's, um, she's doing that because she cares about the team so much and she feels like she has to kind of, she would bring harm to them. So she's gonna separate herself and put herself through, through that pain for them and her own while wearing, like, a ton of eye makeup. <laughs> like, really dramatic. A little dramatic, but, um... But, yeah, is that even your question? Yeah, yeah. I just like, yeah. like, like hearing you talk, Yeah. <laughs> I think why I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so much is that, like, half the team is incredibly empowering, empowerful woman. Woman. I'm going to speak English today. But in each one of you, is, is, is sort of an iconic moment in, in not just Marvel, Marvel heroines, but also in overall film and TV. You know, we've got Elizabeth as this female scientist who is rocking, who is you know, doing her own thing. Just trust me. And of course we do. 
because it's been like, you know, now in this fourth season, I don't even question, uh, you know, when she has ideas, I, I get very excited and I trust her. But at that time, it was season two. And so I was still working on the trust thing, especially. And then she and her team of amazing tailors and, and seamstresses, is that what they're called? Yeah. Thank you. Um, seamstress. Yeah, seamstress. I wanted to be PC, but, uh, <laughs> seems, what? Seems, 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 in putting on like little silver shorts for me so that we, you know, we could fight in it and... And we got, yeah, we put panels in too. We got some yeah. silver stretch fabric so we could sew panels into the sides so that she could actually have movement and fight. Right. And, and you were a disco bat. Thank you. But what was so funny was I was so worried about the lingerie more than the dress. And then it became where the lingerie is so comfortable to fight in. You know, you just never know, but it really did help to, um, you know, just create those moments of yeah. glamour that we did. Was it fun fighting? I mean, like, besides uncomfortable, what was it? Uh, yeah, it was, was kind of cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you can still fight in heels and a dress and yes. kick ass. That's what a woman can do. And, and you know, I talk about the sort of the science, the the science, like Elizabeth. We've, we've talked about sort of your, I don't know if like responsibility is the word, but like being a, a, a like you're rocking season three, you're amazing, but you're smart and intelligent, but still a beautiful, a beautiful like, like to be a scientist, to be smart, you have to look like a nerd. And that's what I love about, you know, you on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, I might get a sparkly dress this season, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> this is when we can start some sort of Twitch campaign. Yes. Although I wouldn't wear it like you were. <laughs> well, you did get your leather pants last season. I did get leather pants, Yeah. I had a sparkly old thing here. That's sparkly old Simmons pants. Oh, no, thank you. It's, it's really important to me that Simmons is portrayed, you know, as authentically as possible. And I think, you know, we've all had jobs where you go in for the dorky scientists and they go, oh, we need your top a bit lower and your skirt a bit shorter and you're going to wear these stilettos and you go, oh. <laughs> the character description says, I'm a scientist in a lab. I, you just wouldn't, I mean, it's clearly said by people that have never worn heels in their life. There's no way to do a full day in a lab in heels. And so... Were you so scared to have to, I mean, the planet thing? Were you so, like, 
you were just thrown into that. Were you just so freaked out that it was like a big solo moment? I was excited. I, I just, I felt like it's such a huge honor to be given something that big to tackle. And I mean, we're really a huge team and the cast were there, but I felt, got texts from them all the time and um, just felt very supportive and our crew was amazing. And I, I was just, it was so cool for Simmons to have that to do, to show that she can do that as well. And also that she's scrappy. I mean, she didn't have any training. She's not, all that got her through that was her strength of character and her resourcefulness, which is a huge part of being a human, but and a woman, and a scientist, and a, and it wasn't like a big surprise somehow that she kind of t- did, came into her own and stood up for herself. So. Um, I think it's an important part of her character that I'm really glad this scene. What I love about like your your character and like Fitz and Simmons' relationship in particular is that you're such equals. Yeah. You're very different and, and you have your own personalities and um, have a great way of kind of leveling each other out when one is a bit too crazy. But <laughs> but I noticed for all of you guys, like there's been such an evolution of your characters and your arcs, your journeys have been have written so eloquently and so so beautifully. I mean what what has been that process for you guys in terms of understanding where your characters were, where they are now, and where you hope that they can, can go? Um I I feel like it was and uh, I, I'm speaking wrong for myself, but I feel like it was, it felt really organic, I mean, for me as Sky and then now Daisy, because, you know, we, we really were, you know, we were introduced to each other as actors and we were part of this big new team and it was this big deal for Marvel to have a live action show. There's a lot of weight on our shoulders to produce a good product. And, you know, on screen, we have a team and Colson's been given this plane and we have a lot of pressure on us to do good and work together as a team. And it felt really organic to kind of get to know each other as characters or get to know each get to know each Oh my God. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. To know each other. Um, <laughs> Hangover. Um, but, uh, what was this thing? No, no, no. Oh, it was great. You got it. But we, yeah, and then, you know, season two, you, you go through stuff on a TV show. It's, you know, we work, it's, it's not, it really isn't glamorous. It's, it's a wonderful job, but it's a lot of hard work and, um, you know, that, that changes you and then, you know, being in the spotlight changes you and we've, we've grown together so much and I feel like that's it, you can see it on the show and, you know, we've gotten arguments off screen on screen, we've had, you know, everything's happened and it's, I feel like, you know, it really works and it's, it's kind of translated onto screen It is kind of trust in that yeah. too, because we don't know what's coming next, we get the scripts um, episode to episode, the day before about to shoot them and so you have to just we have a brilliant team of writers and um, having Marissa Tancherone on, you know, at the helm with our other amazing executive producers, we just, we trust them and they, they want the best for us and they protect us and we're like their daughters and they want to portray, it's really important to them that women are portrayed positively and also that we have flaws and that that's wonderful and fine and, and cool and the dudes yeah. have flaws and we're all kind of... You know, do you feel a difference having a woman in, in that power position? I mean, Marissa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's incredible. She should be there. She looks at the tone, and you know. She does. I mean, she's also a huge 
part of why the show looks the way that it does. I work closely, so closely with Mo, probably closer than anyone else on the show. I mean, we have created these amazing characters that I, I am so lucky to have her voice. Um, the thing is that what was so amazing, and, I, and I'm trying to learn this from her because I'm completely the opposite. She is, she does it with efficiency and quietness. She never has to raise her voice. She's always calm, she's always pleasant, but she gets her messages across because she's confident and she's, you know, intelligent and she's just, she's, I mean, she's so zen in that way. And it's incredible how powerful she is with, you know, her petiteness and her quietness. And she's like a model. She's it's beautiful. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and she's so talented, but yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to learn from that. So. Yeah, we can all learn our warrior princess. Yeah. And it's tough, you know, you know, there's a lot of pressures, especially I think we feel it as women, um, especially, you know, there's a lot of pressures to, to look a certain way. And, and you know, there's been, so, I mean, there's been so many times I've been in your office at a fitting and I'm crying because I, I, I feel uncomfortable and I'm like, I don't look good or you know, and a lot of times because I'm in that kind of state of mind. You know, Daisy obviously had a rough season, so um, you know, it's clothes, especially transmitting it. You know, we're doing this panel together. It's such a society has such a specific way that they want women to be and to dress, and um, we don't ever play into that. We never. We never will. Uh, and that's what's important to me, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like, what's important is it's sexy yeah. when we want to, when we feel like it's right, but it's never, it's sexy for us. For right. uh, When I want to feel sexy, or when Daisy wants to feel then we do it, but it's not ever for any other person. It's, no, it's not ever for people on the network. Well, somebody sent me a really nice message about when um, Simmons was in her outfit for the club, and it's like, you don't have to be in a short dress with heels to look sexy. And that's fine if you want to. Yeah, but for Simmons, as a character, it didn't make sense to do that. And But so we could show sexy in a different way. And, um, and as I said, it's all about empowering the girls, whether they're in their civilian stuff or whether they're in a superhero posture. That's the most important thing to me. So I asked all the people, and Amos was such a trooper. Because you know, ladies, there's that time when it's that time. And you're there, you're like, oh, no, they fixed me. It's horrible. Wait, what's your favorite? Spanx. Girl's best friend. I feel like I'm that now. So we're going to take some questions. Before we get to questions, we're going to talk a little bit about our you guys are checking that out. If not, but we also have like a great power on social media. Adrian is our social media manager for Marvel. I'm not these people, but I am behind the scenes. And for anybody that's interested in marketing and social media and this world and this universe, it's the perfect blend of everything. 
So essentially what I do is manage the Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, all the social media for um, all the different Marvel properties. So we come up with strategies, we work with um, an incredible team, um, an amazing editorial team, video, production, um, and we put together some really cool content um, and people can like it. She's also the person who reads everything you guys write about Marvel Online. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to be like you guys sitting out there, and I heard some of those 
inspiring things as a woman, as an artist, as a person that I've ever heard, and that I still quote back to people when they ask me questions and I just totally take the credit. <laughs> but it's, it's really exciting to me because it's like, uh, I get to be one of you, and like, you can be one of us. To me, it's one of us. One of us. Wow, I didn't even follow that. <laughs> um, to, to, to me, it really is about coming full circle. I grew up reading X-Men and playing Storm on the playground with, with the guy who had a crush on who played Wolverine and had like pencils between his knuckles. <laughs> Marco, if you're out there, you still remember. Marco! Um, so for, for me, it is, it is coming to the source of those dreams to the, to the source of those stories and to be able to be given the reins of those characters and, and to, to drive the story um, is, is just, it's, it's incredible and it, it does feel almost like you are stepping into the painting on the wall and, uh, and becoming part of that, of that dream and that story. So for me, having all of these people to, to do that with, all of these amazing women, just means that we have a mandate, we can set the bar higher and we can uh, do more than Um, no, 
Korea um, and having a very Chinese name. Um, it, it's, it, for me, comics and this whole genre, science fiction, science fantasy, it was my salvation, really. Because you could escape into it, you could become the heroine, you could become the, you know, the leader of the pack, or anything you want to be. You could have special powers, and and I love that whole genre. I was uh, president of my science fiction club. And oh.
yeah. and people are. And, and thank you for your kind words. That's so nice. And it sounds like you're you're being that. You're you're strong. You just you know listed all the things that you're doing, and you're exactly what you said you're admiring us. So you're that's how I do it. I'm kind of stoked of being up here. Yeah. So um, congratulations to all you ladies for being powerful, for being there. A powerful uh, lady in my life, my wife. Nice. So uh, we've been together 21 years. Oh. So, so it's No, it's right here. She's talking. Oh. I'm going to Hi. So uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to go ahead and, and uh, get to talk to you guys because I've been trying really hard to get to you guys tonight. But anyway, um, Chloe, uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're awesome. Thank <laughs> you. You're very, you know, I watched your show and I was like, wow, you know, who's that computer girl geek? <laughs> you know, stuff, so I thought you were, that was pretty good. Are you really into computers? I'm horrible at computers. <laughs> I go to the app store and they all watch the show pretty much and they're like, I'm like, how do I turn this on? <laughs> I think it's very ironic. <laughs> Would you guys spar, you know, to practice and stuff, or do you guys sometimes hate each other and get uh, hurt? Me and notorious for kicking people. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that? Building that talent in house for black women writers. <laughs> yeah. 
distinct, unique voices behind the pages, and that is 100% has been our intention and our hope. Um, and it's always about, you know, for us, it has started by creating this community and letting people know, yes, we're here, but also you guys are welcome. And we want you to be here. We want to have conversations with you. And that takes time, of course, but that is definitely something that is very near and dear to our hearts. And I think having Roxanne Gay there, having Tom Hassi-Coast there, they're also helping to expand our network, too. And, you know, Tom Hassi connected us to Roxanne. That's how we got her. Um, so for us, it's really about, you know, constantly networking and engaging with, you know, Marvel creators and freelancers and also doing the work. If you want to be a comics writer, publish a comic. Go write as much as you possibly can and come to these events and work on your craft. Because if you're a good storyteller, we are looking for you and we want you. And we're all here and it means so much for us. So um, absolutely it's there, but we, we just... We just want you to make great stories, so so come find us. Come come take my card after after the show. Thanks to the panelists, fans, and all those who helped make this panel such a success. For even more from San Diego Comic-Con, including video, photos, and news, swing over to our hub at marvel.com slash SDCC 2016. As always, please send us your questions or suggestions to womanof at marvel.com or tweet at marvel with hashtag womanofmarvel. Tune in next week for another installment of Voices of Marvel. We'll check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe.